All right, we're up and running. We got audio recording, we got video recording, we're ready to go. Um, get excited. So excited. We're gonna talk about something other than freestyle today. Oh my gosh, finally. <laughs> I know, right, finally. Ridiculous. Um, we're gonna be talking about Butterfly, which I always wish when I was younger, I always was wishing I was a butterflyer. Oh, that's so sad for you. I was. It was mm. sad for me. I was a backstroker. Oh, it came natural to me. And unfortunately, I didn't have anyone teaching me how to swim butterfly correctly. I had shoulder issues uh, from backstroke. Mm -hmm. And everyone told me, oh, you want to fix your shoulders? Don't swim butterfly. Well, I didn't swim butterfly. So I always wanted to be a butterflyer. After college, I decided to start doing some butterfly for fun. I think the first time you saw me swim butterfly, you told me I was garbage. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but there was a milestone, in my mind at least, this past February when we were in our Bahamas training trip, I swam butterfly, and you said, that actually looks pretty good. That looks slightly better than trash. <laughs> good for you. Um, Why and there, did you always want to be a butterflyer? People, like literally anytime there was a stroke set at practice, I would just pray, even though I'm not religious, that please don't make me do anything over 100. Oh my gosh. And then in college, stroke sets of 200s fly, vomit. I wanted to be a kicker. Is that a thing? Is no. kicking an event? It I was be. a kicker. It's it not a thing. It should be. <laughs> Why'd you want to be a butterflyer? Everyone recognizes this butterfly as like the most elegant looking stroke. Well. Right? So you, you break out. I am the most elegant looking person. You break out so. a butterfly at you know, a hotel pool, people go, ooh, that person knows people how to stop. swim. People look. Yeah. It's like impressive, A. B, everyone also looks, I think, as freestyles like, oh, freestyle's where it's at. But then people go, well, like a triathlete, this is a good example. Triathletes will go, well, I want to learn another stroke. And they always want to learn butterfly next. Because <laughs> there's just really? something. Yeah, there's just something about it. There's something like challenging and being able to, to master this challenging skill, it's very obvious that there has to be really good things happening. You have to be very proficient as a swimmer in order to swim butterfly. Or think you are. Or at least think you are, right. So I guess I had the similar mindset, this, the mindset of, oh, if I want to show people that I can swim, mm -hmm. butterfly's where it's at, All right. I want to be able to demonstrate what a good swimmer I am. Is that like the cool stroke? It is. Swimming backstroke isn't impressive. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Even swimming backstroke quickly isn't that impressive. Yeah. But swimming butterfly slowly is impressive. And we've even seen people try to show off and do a mile straight of butterfly. Well, that doesn't impress me. Oh, my right? gosh. There was a kid in one of our college meets uh -huh. on, oh the, God. on the team that we were. So you two teams, right? And we heard that the kid on the other team was going to swim the thousand freestyle butterfly. A what is wrong with you and b was our thousand freestyler gonna let him do that no he wasn't so he swam it fly too because they're crazy people silly we won it was fine but who in their right mind does something like that that is so absurd gotta show off gotta show that you got those abilities apparently so ridiculous mm. i can't even understand why that would be a thing that you would do so right. absurd What I'd like this podcast to be about 
not just about butterfly in general, but butterfly arms. I think I, what I want this podcast you to be... You mean like the movement your arms the make stroke, during... Right, okay. the actual arm stroke. Okay. Um, I want this podcast to be about how someone can learn how to do butterfly and some of the best practices for butterfly. All right? I like to teach people how to use butterfly arms first in my experience, because of in my experience, I have seen um, majority of swim coaches teach how to do the kick first. And what ends up happening is their butterfly becomes kick dominant butterfly, mm -hmm. which isn't the way butterfly should be swum. Right. Right. So of all the four strokes, breaststroke is the only stroke that the legs should be the major propulsive force for backstroke freestyle and butterfly it should be around 70 to 80 percent of the arms generating that forward propulsive force mm -hmm. so i like the idea of starting with the arms for fly because if your arms are moving correctly your legs will sort of reactively move to your arms it's a balance game. Be a reactionary movement to the movement that your arms are making. Can you say that louder because you're really quiet? So say it like you mean it. You want your legs to be a reactionary movement to the movement that your arms are making. Correct. And you got to talk loud. I'd been talking previously and there was no issue with it. Yeah, now you now you sound great. Oh, okay, maybe I should just get <laughs> angry at you and speak like that throughout the entire or podcast. Or maybe you should just project. I'm a quiet human. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so with the butterfly arms, I think it's really important to learn how to move the arms underwater first. The movement that you're making during the quote-unquote propulsive phase of butterfly? Right. It is pretty much the same as freestyle, except both arms at the same time. So just like in freestyle, there's a catch phase, there's a power phase, and there is a finish Okay. Say that again. Catch phase, power phase, and a finish. Mm -hmm. Just like in freestyle, and it is pretty much the same exact movement as in freestyle. So I like to start people off with a drill that we created at Swimbox called Triangle Drill. Um, it's a you do this for butterfly? Yeah. When you think about it, when you look at the no, drill. No, it makes sense. Yeah, it's a, it's a butterfly motion. Um, so the drill really straightforward to start with you are flat on your stomach arms are extended you can like have superman technically like superman i guess not really right because isn't superman like this one arm down one Whatever. arm forward superman is the loserist <laughs> of the superheroes so who cares um so you can say what i don't like this term but people use it position 11 so that your arms look like you're making like from stranger things no, that's 11, the character. Position 11 would be that your arms are shoulder width apart. They look like 11, right? Interesting. They look like 11, the number, not the little girl. Mm. Got it? Yeah. Um, so from that position, position 11, you're going to have your fingertips sort of pitch inward towards each other. So your elbows are staying at the surface, basically. Mm -hmm. As your forearm and your hand pitch inward, your fingertips come together to make a triangle shape. Make sense? So cute. If you are listening to this and not watching this, you might want to go either check out the drill on our YouTube or go back and look at the podcast 
while we demonstrate this while we sit, doesn't really help to, to demonstrate while we sit. I mean, you told me that I do this drill incorrectly, so that you really shouldn't be watching me do it. Right. Um, so once the fingertips come together and you form that beautiful triangle shape, Mm -hmm. Shoulder blades shrug back, so you're going into your power phase. And I think a, a smart way to think of the power phase is when your shoulder blade moves. Shoulder blade moving downward is the power phase. Okay. So, like, I think it's important to note that you need your shoulder blade to move as opposed to putting the force into your shoulder joint, which yes. can be really easy when you're sitting here in this position to just pop your shoulder joint out. Yes. Really easy. Yes. So. Hence why you need to watch the video, because I can't demonstrate that via my voice. <laughs> There's a reason why we can see, I think. Not that anyone would be able to hear me anyway, right? You don't talk loud enough. Yeah. Um, so, shoulder blade comes down, you're in that power phase, hands are still together. So your hands are still together at about your belly button, and once you're at your belly button, you're just going to be pressing outward and back. Okay. finish that's the finish of the stroke mm -hmm. most common error i see in new butterflyers is they try to pull back way too far so instead of sliding outward pull back yeah what are you talking about when they pull their arm back i thought we were pushing back you should be pushing back i agree but people pull their arm back as well oh. all right tricky so if my arm is moving back behind me and I put all the force into my shoulder joint, mm -hmm. I can't recover properly. You'll also tear your labrum like I did. Or other things. Many other things. Um, so the goal should be to slide outward and as you slide outward, your arms will break the surface of the water to go back during the recovery so you can set that catch up again. However, with triangle drill, we don't worry about breaking the surface. We just worry about learning the movement under the water. Mm -hmm. Alright? Because once you can learn the movement underwater, then you can start to learn how to recover properly. Um, I think it's really important for people to also understand with butterfly, because there isn't rotation, both arms are moving at the same time, they're going to be recovering pretty low to the surface. We're not trying to break out of the water very far, right? We wanna stay low to the surface so we're not driving really high up and driving really far down. Which is one reason why the world's most terrible drill to work on for butterfly is what lots of swim coaches love to teach you, that dolphin dive thing where you literally stand Flick on the bottom. Back. No. You literally stand on the bottom of the pool uh -huh. and then you jump out and dive down right. and then push off the bottom so you're literally a triangle up and down, up and down, up and down, which is terrible because the more the higher out of the water you bring yourself when you're swimming, butterfly the more drag you're causing and the slower you're going to move and the harder you're making on yourself i don't know why that drill exists except for people to have fun when they're eight years old and their summer team <laughs> but for some reason people do it as they're older and it is just the exact opposite of how you want your body to move right i think that goes back to people wanting to teach how to do their kick movement before they teach the arms and if if I had to teach someone how to swim butterfly before I taught their arms, that's a way I would teach someone how to move. But if I, because I can teach someone to move their arms first, mm -hmm. they can learn how to move their legs correctly, right? It's, it's this weird thing that happens where when you start forcing movements in swimming, instead of letting movements connect, 
they always get out of whack. They get exaggerated, they get off balance, they get thrown all over the place. But if you just let the movements connect to one another, then you're relying on uh, the sequence of events to occur so that the next sequence happens. Well, I think that's a really important thing to, for everyone to remember that in every single stroke you do, all four of the strokes, every movement is connected to another movement. It's not separate pieces that you're putting together. It's a fluid thing. Swimming is beautiful when done correctly, sometimes when done incorrectly, but it's fluid and this elegant thing to do because all of your movements rely on the others. Yeah. But that's just something to keep in mind because I think it's hard when you're doing drills and you're working on like piece A. Right. And then you forget that piece what is the next letter? B, C, and D <laughs> all connect together. It's not like separate things. Right. It's a balance. Mm -hmm. we, have to, we have to isolate a little bit. And that's why we started to talk about triangle drill, right? We're, we're isolating the arms. Mm -hmm. So we're going to isolate a little bit so we can learn sort of the movement. But then we have to kind of quickly incorporate it globally to see how that movement then affects the rest of your body. Right. And if you're not considering how is this movement that I'm learning going to affect the rest of my body, then you can't be considering how you're going to be swimming at the end of your isolation, right? Whether it's isolating kick or arms or breath or whatever it is, or rotation, right? You always have to be considering, well, if I learn how to move like this, how is that going to affect me later? Right. So getting back to butterfly arms, once someone can learn how to do triangle drill, then we can start to learn how to recover. I don't ever have a requirement that people's arms clear the surface of the water the first time they learn how to recover. Um, it's actually a drill that you do, and well, you can kind of compare it to. Uh, no, I won't say that. Never mind. Scratch that from the record. Scratch it. I was okay. wrong. Um, so I will ask people for the first time during the recovery to actually let their entire arm do kind of like a drag drill, like fingertip drag. That's what I was going to say, but then I thought it was wrong. What were you going to say? I was going to say that's the drill that you can compare to in freestyle, but yeah. in fingertip drag, you're only, it's only your fingertips. Right. So like your arm is out of the water in fingertip drag. I just didn't want to be confusing. No. So your arm is going to just gently kind of just crest over the surface or just gently ride on the surface. You're worried I was going to knock your coffee I over? Was. Oh, I got you. I had that. Yeah, because otherwise right. you'd have to buy me a new laptop. Exactly. So we want your arm just to gently glide around on the surface. And for beginners, I always ask that they keep their pinkies up like so that their thumb up? is down. Yep, so like that their thumb is down. Like you with the queen? Very, well, <laughs> if, you, if you held your teacup upside down, yes. Pinky out. Right. Um, so we're going to have a really controlled slow motion. And then you're going to just let your hands place there right on the surface. So then you can go right back into your triangle drill. I am just now Got realizing it. how crazy this must sound if you're not watching us. Oh, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, Great topic. I just did an amazing demonstration, <laughs> in my opinion, of, on this video. It was okay. Okay. Um, so the goal should be... Work on triangle drill first. Mm -hmm. there and that's is just under the water. You're not breaching right. the surface of the water with your arms right. at all. You can have a flutter kick. You can have no click kick. You can have a pull buoy in between your legs if you want. It I think actually the pull matter. buoy is the smartest because then yeah. it will keep you floating and you don't have to pay any attention whatsoever to your lower body. Exactly. I like the idea of people using a pull buoy to learn. Um, 
just so that they don't have to be concerned about floating in general. Mm -hmm. And then it's also, like you said, it's closer to the actual movement that they will be performing eventually. So why not go for it? Um, so once you can sort of demonstrate that you can set a catch. Oh, or the monofin. We have a lot of people use the monofin. I wasn't going to bring up the monofin because that does start getting into the kick portion oh, of it. just kidding. But it is also an option. Something I throw onto people all the time is the monofin. If you don't have a monofin, which most people don't have monofins, use a pool buoy. If you're a girl and you want to be a mermaid, you definitely know what a monofin is. If True. If you don't, don't tell me because I'll be sad for you. Okay. So... The triangle drill can be performed with the pull buoy, and once that can be mastered, then you can start to s experiment with the recovery, and the recovery is happening outward, not by your thigh. We're not touching your thigh to, to finish your stroke. It mm -hmm. has to move away from your body, and what happens is you build up a lot of resistance against your hands over time as you get better and better at generating propulsion, and when your hands kind of push out and feather out and they break that surface, they automatically start snapping forward because of our ligaments. We don't need to force the recovery necessarily. If your elbows bend during the recovery, you're going to hurt your shoulders and you're gonna to have to force your arms forward. So try to keep your arms as straight as possible during the recovery. So try more to keep like the a pinky straight arm up. recovery from freestyle? It, it is just like that, okay? So elbows should be pointing upward towards the ceiling or the sky during the recovery. They should not be pointing back. Okay. So if you're watching this on YouTube, this would be my elbow pointing back. This would be my elbow pointing up. Got it? So it's more of a rotational thing. Yeah, so it's it like you're trying to rotate your elbow forward as your arm comes forward. Yeah, no lifting. Don't lift, yeah. you guys. The lift should be coming, if you want to call it that, should be coming from the shoulder blades coming in towards the spine as your arms exit. Okay. Okay. So triangle drill and the recovery. The next drill that I would recommend people f go to our YouTube for is hover arms. Okay. Ah, yes. I think hover arms is probably the most important drill for someone to learn how to do and for butterfly. Um, and it is probably the easiest drill for someone to learn how to do. Caveat, if you already know Butterfly and your husband, who is also your swim coach, asks you to demonstrate this drill for a video, it is hard. It is hard. I can't do it. I can't go back and make that movement that you're asking me to do. Don't you remember? I couldn't do no, it. No, I can't remember. What, what were you doing wrong? Because I don't remember what you were doing I don't even wrong. understand the drill. It is such it's a really small, easy. simple movement, but when you already know the stroke, it's mm. really hard to like go back and refine it. Like, oh, I it got just you. like it's a very easy movement when you're learning, but when you're if you're trying to like work on your technique and use that as a drill to work on your technique, it's at least for me, it was really hard to go back and like stop making everything else move and just focus on that. Right. Because I was a butterfly, and butterfly is very fluid, and everything is connected, and it's just like stop everything do this well, one thing. I think maybe what you were attempting to do was swim fly and add hover arms to the swim. Probably. As like a, a hesitation type drill where at like a, a classic hover arms drill is just floating on the surface mm -hmm. on your stomach face looking down and then you press your chest towards the bottom and your arms go up towards the surface 
hence the hover arms, Ooh. and your butt will kind of stick upward towards the surface. You're not piking. You're going to, because you're pressing your chest, you're kind of sticking your butt back. So what is that, concave? Your chest is convex or concave? Convex. Oof. We your should consult back Google. Would be concave. Um, if you have a hard time knowing the difference between concave and convex, cave, like a cave, get it? So if I am concave, I'm I'm hollow like a cave. I don't know. It's a convex says having an outline or surface curved like the exterior of a circle. Yeah. So your chest would be concave. See how it's like a this circle? This is convex. I just said that's convex. Yeah, that's convex. Concave would be the top. Okay. Makes let's, sense? Let's stop embarrassing myself because I can't <laughs> understand these definitions even as I read them. So um, hover arms, you float, you press your chest down so that the front of your body becomes convex. Mm -hmm. Your arms are lifting upward towards the surface, and you just hold it. You where, learn to hold that position. Where do your arms start? Shoulder line. So there might are be like- Superman? Like, I don't even yeah. know where my arms are. Position 11 or Superman, all right? So they'll maybe be about an inch below the surface. Mm -hmm. And then when you achieve the hover arms position, that holding position, they're right above the surface or right on the surface. They're not dry. Does that make sense? They're just crested up out of the water a sure. little bit. All right. This is going to be um, a lot easier to understand if you go and look at the videos. Okay? Got it. Good. Um, so once someone can show hover arms, that is the movement that has to be achieved as soon as someone enters the water. As soon as someone enters the water? As soon as, yeah, as soon as someone swimming butterfly, as soon as their arms enter the water, they would hit that position of hover arms, and then they would go into their catch position, which would be very similar to that triangle drill. Mm. Now, triangle drill is helpful because it is exaggerated. Obviously, when you swim butterfly, you wouldn't want your fingertips to touch. You wouldn't want that triangle to be formed. Right. Right? But it's an exaggeration, so people understand when their arms enter, they are wider than shoulder width apart. They're like a Y shape as opposed to an 11. Got it. So when you catch, your catch is going to happen within your shoulder line. So somewhere between your nose and your shoulder. So you enter wide, catch narrow. So then your power phase is basically just underneath the shoulder as your hand travels underneath you. Mm. It's just underneath your shoulders, maybe a little bit inside of that. But then you can also flare out and press out into the recovery. So it's almost like impossible to cross over during butterfly. It's not impossible, I but almost, almost, I, I wouldn't put it past someone for sure. Mm. Um, so w if you're still using a pull buoy, you can use that pull buoy for hover arms. You can apply some of the movement now that you practice in triangle drill and you can recover and you would absolutely be swimming butterfly. It wouldn't be the most effective butterfly in the world. You don't have a kick yet. You haven't even, you are kicking, the kick. you don't have to kick because you getting your arms out of the water is going to make your kick go down. Is that going to create the undulation that butterfly is based off of? Yes. Because we haven't even spoken about that. Well, we're talking about arms. So it, it creates the kick. And I think under undulation is too dramatic of a word to use when it comes to butterfly. What because is? undulation was used all too much, I think, when it comes to describing butterfly. And undulation would be this motion, 
When we butterfly, our goal isn't to dive down. Our goal is to dive forward and up again. So it's it's not a dive down necessarily. So the so goal like should be how little of a dive down can you have? A really old inchworm who can't really inch that well. An old inchworm that can't inch that well. Sure. Yeah. I'm they just go trying up. trying to figure this out here. And they come down, right? So they're going to come up and go down. Uh, I use hover arms not as just a drill to teach people how to swim fly. I use it also as a demonstration to show what the deepest that person should actually be going once they get back in the water. How deep their body should go? Yep. So if you lift up really high during your fly, you're going to end up going deep during your fly. And if you end up going high and deep, you end up swimming longer distances. Right. So we want to try to minimize the vertical lift and the vertical dive. We want to see how horizontal you can stay. What is that? Like the shortest distance between two points is a straight line? Typically speaking, unless it's on a globe. Well, the water's not a globe. But even so. then, it's still a straight line. If I could travel through the globe, it would still be a straight line. I'll give you a shovel. Right? So anyway, um, so now you, you would be swimming fly. You're not taking breaths. You're not adding a kick to it. But the kick is occurring because it's reacting to your balance changes mm -hmm. so as your arms exit the water your legs automatically go down and as your arms hit the surface again and you go into your hover arms position your legs go up so these are the reactionary movements right yeah all right and so if we can learn how to get your legs to react to the the balance changes of your arms then you have a kick that's already built in and you can learn how to generate power within that kick that is for another podcast, though. Mm, it's probably a good move. Right? So some other drills that I really like to start learning how to do butterfly, and specifically that hover arms. You mean how to, like, put it together and start actually, quote, unquote, swimming? Mm, where you're at now. Like, where, where we're at in the conversation. All right? I don't know if we've ever made a video of this, but we I've seen it on our Instagram you face towards a wall so you put your face on a wall are you, you put in the your pool? no you're out of the pool you're on land faces on a wall chest is on the wall hips are on the wall thighs are on the wall toes obviously you're flat on your feet so your toes are as close to the wall as possible um, and your arms are going to be up in that y shape right so we're up here in a y against a wall against the wall and then your goal is to try to keep your chest and your face against the wall as you move your hips away from the wall keep your face and chest against the wall as your hips move away from the wall yep what are you what is the movement you're making you're so that would your be hip, you're pushing i don't even know what are you doing so that would be the same position as hover arms is there a name for this dry land movement because i wouldn't really you call, call this it dry a drill land, dry land you could call it just dry land fly. Well, because you can't, like, using the term chest press, I feel like gives, like, a wrong, makes you want to do that undulation thing. All right, I'm going to see if I can, you're going to have to help me out. I'm going to demonstrate. All right, you're going to have to watch and let me know if I'm in the video or not. Can oh, you see the man. screen? Yeah. All right, so this is, I'm going to come over here. Obviously, this is in a wall. Pushing your butt out. Yep, so keeping my chest pressing into it. Yeah. This is the hover arms position. So that's the hover arms position that I was just talking about. All right? Okay. So that helps 
I think a lot of people wrap their mind around how their body should move. It's not, it's not all chest, it's not all hips, right? We don't want to hinge in our hips, right? We don't want to hinge this way in our hips. It's kind of a chest press and a lift up through our hips. Okay, makes, makes sense? sense. Right? So I find that drill, if you want to call it a drill or exercise or demonstration, really helpful for people to wrap their minds around the movement. Why do you have them do it against a wall? Because then they can start to f understand how uh, shallow they can be. In the water. Exactly. Okay. Right? Would, so but against the wall prevents the people movements. from... But being against the wall prevents people from... Right. Right. That's what that is. So if you didn't hear any of that, I just said being against the wall prevents people from sticking their butt out and hinging forward as opposed to sticking their butt out and pressing their chest Which forward. Which would be another way that you would just add way too much up and down movement to your stroke. Right. Okay. Um, so I want people to try to make sure that they're not trying to incorporate full-on butterfly too quickly. Mm-hmm. Get the arms down, get those shoulder blades moving, know how to move your arms through the water first. The biggest mistake people make with their arms is they enter wide and then they slide out even wider to start their propulsive phase. Slide out. Yeah, side. so they're almost looking like, I always call it like they look like a paper clip, or not a paper clip, like a, a staple, where they're like this, way out here. Oh, I was like, how, I was thinking paper clip. <laughs> I was thinking paper clip too. All right, so um, the other thing that I see is people aren't controlling. Why is controlling. that the biggest mistake? Uh, like, explain the negative because things. Because what ends up happening over time is, A, they're catching so far outward mm -hmm. that they're in a very weak position. They can't generate really good propulsion out there. It will hurt their shoulders eventually. Because me, I don't even want to demonstrate that because I know that that puts the weight into my shoulder joint right. and that hurts me. Right. And because it's starting so wide, you'd have to come narrow into the power phase in order to push outward. And so to what did I just have do? Any leverage? What does this look like? Oh, keyhole. Oh, I learned keyhole. Right. Well, the keyhole is the same thing, but with a straight back push. Which is incorrect. Right. So we don't want to make keyholes. We don't want to make S's. It's basically half circles that we're really making. At the back. Yeah. I think of it as a banana shape. Oh. It's a quarter circle, really. Cute. Right? So s enter wide, catch narrow, finish wide. Make sense? Okay, that's easy. Right? For a lot of people, they don't control their arms during the recovery, and they end up entering way too narrow, so they're almost in a streamlined position. All right? We don't want to try to achieve streamline uh, when we're swimming. There is no such thing as streamline in swimming. There's in only swimming or in butterfly? There, when you're actually swimming, in the act of swimming, there is no butter, there is no streamline. Eh, push off a wall after a freestyle turn? Pushing off a wall is not swimming. That's pushing off a wall. Oh, semantics. All right. That's right. Sorry, When everyone. I dive, I'll be streamlined. When I push off a walls, I will be streamlined. But when I am in the activity of swimming, I will not be streamlined. Got it. So don't even try it. Don't even, like, stress that you need to get to streamline and then try to pull again. Well, it's not going to work. It's a waste of time and you're going to hurt your shoulders. Yep. Me just showing you that hurt my shoulder. It looked painful. Um, so 
make sure we enter wide, make sure you control that. That's why I always ask people to make sure that they're not trying to take their arms out of the water initially, but they're learning how to drag their arms on the surface so you can stop, hover arms, catch, power phase, finish, drag your arms on the surface. So it's nice and repetitive and we're not we're not blending all the movements together. They're still somewhat segmented mm -hmm. so that we can be cognitive of the movements we're making and we're not just being out of control. Well, I think that's the point of all drills. Like I'm like we're saying that all of these things are connected and it's a fluid movement, but when you're working on one at a time, they have to be disjointed. You have to take it piece by piece. Right. It's a balance that we have to achieve for yeah. sure. Um, so my recommendation, practice this with maybe so if you do triangle drill and you kind of get really good at it, mm -hmm. then you can move on to some hover arms. Hover arms shouldn't take you very long to get good at, but Keep in it, mind it depends, for it just depends drill, on the person. You need to do it really slowly. Yes. That is not a drill that you ever move more quickly when you get better at it. It's always right. a slow drill. Triangle drill is always a slow drill. Um, so once you can put those two drills together and you're taking your arms out and you're recovering, mm -hmm. I wouldn't ask people to take more than four to six strokes. We're not taking any breaths. We haven't learned how to breathe yet. Right. So don't even worry about it. We're not really kicking. We're not trying to get all the way down to the other end. It's just, can you connect all these good movements together to make one bigger movement? Mm -hmm. Make sense? Um, trying to think here. Other, other common mistakes for butterflyers is very similar to what I said about the staple being really wide, mm -hmm. is letting their arms enter narrow, slide out to being wide. Oh yeah, we had All to right. do a drill at one point where I had to hit my hands together. So, oh my God, that's terrible. terrible. That's terrible. Absolutely terrible. I will sometimes ask people when they're going to set their catch to, to attempt to touch their fingertips together because it would be very, very difficult to do that, but it does get them to catch within their shoulder line. Well, that's also one of those things that you're saying to try to exaggerate the movement. Like right. they're not actually gonna right. do it. This isn't how it's supposed to be done. This is just giving a bigger target. Right. That's it. Um, so what I'd like to talk about on the next podcast is getting this all together with the kick and the breath. And I'm gonna Ooh, combine okay. the kick and the breath because I think they are connected most importantly, once everything starts flowing together, then we learn the timing of fly and how if your arms move correctly, you will have easy timing. But if you are sliding outward, then inward, then outward, that's taking longer than it should take, and then your timing gets way off. Your arms are either late or they're early, just depending on what's happening. Mm -hmm. Timing is very important, butterfly. Right. Can, like, I remember that would be an excuse as to why I didn't do super well in a meet but I didn't know back then the reasons why my timing would be off. You would just be off and it right. feels absolutely terrible. And I think I'll save also for the, the next podcast what we mean by timing. Mm -hmm. I, I intentionally, I'm not going to break it down right now. Right. It's just too much to talk about right now. Well, it should be a topic of its own. It could be, absolutely. Um, all right, so anything to add before we end this podcast? No. I mean, we covered a lot and it's I hard to talk about this stroke, I think, just in general, it because is. even if you don't know what it looks like, trying to understand it just through words, I mean, it's pretty difficult. 
Yeah. Because when you think about it, it does have less, at least to me, like has fewer movements than freestyle, but they're harder to understand and explain and to actually like know how to move that way. Yeah. And um, as always, if people have questions, leave comments on YouTube, hit us up on email. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. I'm sure if you just search Swimbox on Twitter or Instagram, you'll find us. Um, but we want to answer questions. We want to help people with their, their strokes. Mm -hmm. Because this is something that I talk about on a daily basis, I can very easily skip things and forget things. So if, if you had a question about something, let us know. We're always happy to help. Um, if I think of anything else, I will, I will tack it on to the next podcast about butterfly, uh, which we'll do in a week. Yay, more butterfly. Sound good? Woohoo. Butterfly, or what do, we, what do we want alliteration for? It was donuts and drafting, french fries and fly? Is that what we came up I with? I thought we already did that. <laughs> well, we didn't mention french fries this round, but that's all right. Maybe oh, next time. Now I'm hungry. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. See you later.